Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is John Hamburg, co-writer, director, producer of I Love You, Man, and I'm here with... Jason Siegel, actor extraordinaire. Paul Rudd. Hey. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? How's it going? Sometimes it's true. Thank you for buying our DVD or renting it. They could be streaming it on Netflix. You're absolutely right. Or iTunes. This is going to be one of the greatest commentaries ever, guys. Let's think of all, let's talk about all the ways that people could be listening to this. Well, they could be watching it on an iPod. Absolutely. An iPod. That's the way we hope they're watching it, on a half-inch screen. Hey, this is my home city of Los Angeles, California. Yes, this movie takes place in Los Angeles, and uh, that was a very important idea for us to, uh, you know, to have it in L.A. because it's a cool city, and uh, it's also a very alienating city, correct? Yeah, well, it's very destination-driven, you know, so you, uh, you don't really get into much random trouble. And you're also in your car most of the time, so you don't meet a lot of strangers, which is a shame. That's true. You know what? I always felt that strangers are really friends that I just haven't met. Oh, That's Paul. beautiful. I just made that up. That's what makes you you. You said that over and over again on our press tour. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> His name's not Willis. It's, it? it's Aaron Siegel. <laughs> it's also not what are you talking about. What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah. That was a big thing that was cut from the movie. Uh, you talking about different strokes. Oh. Well, I remember when we did that. What's happening here? What's this going on? Is, so this is uh, the first scene of the movie. This was, that was a very long evening, I'd say. Uh, and now, well, we're done with that scene now. <laughs> uh, now we're in a car. We did a tow rig with uh, Paul and Rashida for many hours. And I, I love tow rigs. I think they're really attractive. Thank God it's up from the waist up and you can't see my yeah. tow rig. Yeah. That is the great Sarah Burns, who I don't think had ever been in a movie. She was on a, a, some internet uh, deep shorts, and and we she came in and auditioned in New York and then L.A. and she's just very funny. And that is Hilarious. Allison Jones, the casting director's casting assistant or intern, Greg Levine, who looked like the kind of guy to me who would be on a blind date. Mm. Check it out. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Driving yeah. and kissing. That's that's tough. You were, um, John. You were very very funny this night that we were shooting this. I remember when uh, you were acting uh, as her friends and really making us laugh. I thank you, Paul. Is that on the DVD too? It it's I some of it maybe on the DVD. A little bit. Um John Favreau and Jamie Presley. And Jamie Presley, yeah. Just sick and funny. Uh yeah, that was a really fun night for me because we I was on this tow rig uh at, you know, towing the car and and trying to play all the different roles and get reactions out of you guys. Was it difficult for you to tow the car? It was, well, I have Hulk-like strength, so no, it wasn't. <laughs> ah, a little foreshadowing to Lou Frigno's appearance, I see. Mm. Yeah. Now, this is uh, my theory, and I think there's several comedy directors who have this theory, that in an R-rated movie, you should curse very quickly and be, you know, let people know what kind of movie they're in for. You got to earn the rating, don't you? Exactly. So this is, um, you know, we had her talking about fucking guys and everything else uh, this is within where, 90 seconds of the movie. This is where we let on to the women of the world that we know their secret, that they are, they are truly the dirty talkers when it comes to uh, private sexual matters. Don't wait. Lock that tongue down, girl. Yeah, it's going to be great. Lock that tongue down, girl. That's disgusting. Sarah Burns' mom 
her very lovely woman was on the set the day that we shot uh, Sarah's stuff saying, lock that tongue down, and that's where you guys fucked. And I was uh, very self-conscious during that moment. Mm. This was the very first day of filming. This, the, this was the first shot we ever did for I Love You, Man. That's right, right there. And it actually ended up in the movie. All right, Debbie, I'll talk to you tomorrow. This was a house in uh, Los Feliz, California. A lovely uh, couple had been living there their whole lives, and we came in and, and turned it into something out of Domino Magazine. How would you describe Los Feliz, the young, up-and-coming, trendy neighborhood? Yeah, kind of a kind of a cool enclave where these characters might live, or Silver Lake on the east side of Los Angeles. What you fence with? Gil? Gil. 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 We, now this was, again, the first day, and we watched these dailies and uh, saw Paul and Rashida's performances, and I felt like um, there was a chance this movie could work. Not, uh, not necessarily, but maybe. Rashida and I have known each other for a long, long time. It was nice. It was nice working with people that you've been friends with for a long time. You, John, you and I have been friends for a long time. Paul, we've been friends for about 10 years. Uh, Siegel, you and I met on the TV show Undeclared. But you're not going to call us friends? It's just we met, I, we no, met I, 10 years ago? You and guys, Paul have been friends I, for you 10 guys, years. You guys seem like friends. And we you. met 10 years ago. Jason, you're a, you're a dear acquaintance. Yeah. You're a dear heart. He is a dear heart. Jason, you and I go back six years. Yeah, and we've been friends for like two years. That's right. And I think you guys became better friends uh, throughout the course of making I Love You, Man. I think so. I agree. This was a day, this was early on, it was week two, I think, Sandberg's first day, and um, I really, I normally hate shooting dinner table scenes, because they're just long and boring, you have to shoot everybody's angle, but I actually enjoyed this day very much, because everybody was super cool. Yeah, I couldn't stop laughing, I remember, I couldn't stop laughing on this day, which was terrible, because it was first day for... Uh, Andy and um, JK but, and JK, and but I kept laughing, saying "big whoops." I you said, yeah, it didn't make the movie. It didn't make the movie, but I always thought that like the idea of a grown man saying things in earnest that maybe a fourteen-year-old girl would say is funny, and then getting it wrong, like what? What's a big whoops? Big whoops <laughs> that it's plural. And let's also take a minute to acknowledge what's going on here. We've got Jane Curtin, yep, JK yeah. Simmons, and Andy Samberg have now added. To the cast. They've added to the cast. The we cast is growing. The cast is growing. We don't even have, we don't have the big dog yet. And I'm referring to you. Lou Ferrigno? Well, <laughs> Rob Hubel. But the point I'm yeah. trying to make. Hubes. Uh, yeah, this was pretty cool. I mean, they, they also were some of the nicest people ever, except for Sandberg. <laughs> Yeah, this was this was fun to shoot, but um, I realize it sounds terrible that, like I said, I was laughing at my own joke. You often laughed at your own joke. It's true. <laughs> I know, it's true. That's part of the reason we love you. This I love is, you, man. I love this song, The Underdog. I heard it. Uh, Jen Hawks, our awesome music supervisor, who is the head of music at DreamWorks, uh, play, gave me a CD with this song way before it came out, and I played it obsessively in my car and was very happy to put it in the movie. I know you think that it ain't too far. Look at all these pictures of male friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. scene, um, this was the last day of shooting, Paul. This was? Yeah. That's right, it was. I rem- You're right. Paul graciously gave gifts to almost every crew member. Wow. I should have thought of that. And I remember at the time thinking that was the kindest thing I'd ever seen and also being pretty fucking pissed because I didn't think of it either. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I thought everyone on, this, on the crew did a phenomenal job. And I was really <laughs> appreciative of... Uh, 
of the job everyone did. You gave me a gift too, and I really appreciated it. You gave me a gift as well, and then I finally gave you one back months and months later. Yeah, a pretty sweet one. And that, uh, uh, what did you give him? It was amazing. It's one of the coolest things I've ever gotten. Jason got me a bass signed by Rush. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. not bad, right? Jason, that was really thoughtful of you. Thanks. Did you like your rap gift? Um, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. I got served. <laughs> You've got mail. Uh, Rob Hubel this is the first scene with the great comedian, human giant member, mm. Rob Hubel. We call him Hubes. Hubes. I had never really seen Human Giant before uh, before this movie and before Rob came in to audition. And I just thought he was one of the funniest people I'd ever met. He's hilarious. Now, he's describing a grandmother riding a Symbian machine. Who thought of that? I thought of that, and Ugh. we did have we it, on the DVD. There's a there's an Easter egg of the gram the actual grandma because we had people come in and shot. You know, we finally cast a woman and had her fake riding a Sibian machine. <laughs> Isn't and by the way, wouldn't 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 she wouldn't swear right? No. Isn't, isn't that's the funniest part? She was like, oh f. Oh f, she would and, not and swear. yet, but she would still ride a Sibian she machine. She came in in a bra riding a Sibian machine, but she wouldn't curse. <laughs> wow! Come on, you can say it. Oh, come on, say it. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh. And she just went, oh f, oh f, oh f. I'm was gonna, it? Oh. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Oh no, she <laughs> <Yes>. didn't. <laughs> Hit him with the big news. Great. I gotta go. Love you. I love you too. Peter. Peter. I'm sending it to you. No, I don't want it. You got it. Oh God. This was all an improv. Uh, just the after thing after he sends in the Sibian. Wait a minute. What's C? Come. I know. Oh. Uh. <laughs> whatevs whatevs paul uh here this is the fencing i uh, i thought fencing would be the perfect sport that paul rudd's character that peter clavin right because it's an individual sport isn't it by the way tim Weskey, who was uh training all of us for the fencing um actually did teach me fencing almost 15 years previous to this or, or maybe even longer than that, 18 years when I was in acting school. You look uh, in, in really good shape in this scene, Paul. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Paul exercised a lot during the making. This yeah. was uh, Mather Zickel, who plays Gil. Genius. He, Math, all these guys are, all these are three, buddies These three guys are genius. Yeah, Aziz, Nick Kroll, and Mather. And Mather had this whole idea to, um, he wanted his shirt off in the scene, and he wanted a lot of um, like men in skin bracer. <laughs> <laughs> and and the props gave him, they had a bottle, just they happened to have a bottle of like aqua velva or something. Yeah. And, uh, but they didn't put it with any water in it. It was real skin bracer. Oh. And so we had to do this scene a lot, and he was just splashing it on, <laughs> and he smoked us all out. We, it, it was so stinky in that in that room. That we all had to leave. I was nauseated. I mean, for most of the of the next day, I was totally nauseous. Wow. That's right. And in fact, uh, I re I remember talking to Mather's uh, girlfriend the next day. He said we, that that uh, she he had to leave. The, he had to leave. The, yeah, leave the bedroom because it was just if for a couple of days. Because even showers wouldn't get rid of yeah. it. Yeah. Then this, um, I love when Nick Kroll says Mazaltov. I think that's like the funniest thing I ever heard. I won't even use soap for that reason. <laughs> just the smell. Yeah. It, it, it alienates people. Yeah. Now this, let me say something about this last <laughs> moment here. This, 
coming up. Play a U2 record while you're there. <laughs> Good, because of Joshua Tree. I love that moment. We yeah. could never, Bill Kerr, my editor, who's awesome and did Along Came Polly with me and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, brilliant, man. And Superbad and many other movies. Uh, we could never find a good ending for that scene, and he dug up that moment kind of towards the end of our process. And I just thought, it, I love the way, Rod, you say, that's right. I, I like it that, that you just hear it. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, you hear him go, because of Joshua Tree, and then you say, that's right. And you just you see on your face how sad you feel. This was day two of filming, and I don't know what I was thinking, having eight crazies sitting around the table who didn't stop talking literally from moment one till about moment 14, hour 14. This is one of the saddest moments in the movie. Yeah. Let's just watch this for a minute. (laughs) Peter's not a freakazoid. Ooh. Mm. Liz Kikowski. Liz Kikowski, genius. Yep. A lot of funny women. Hilarious. Everybody in this, uh, yeah, I mean, there were so many funny um, actresses in this scene. Yeah. I, d- I want to apologize to everybody that I haven't arrived in the film yet. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sure. Apology accepted. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's uh, Catherine Reitman, uh, daughter of our executive producer, Ivan Reitman. Mm. Carla Gallo, who we worked with on Undeclared. And yes. Then uh, I think plays a porn star on Californication. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me everything. Oh, my. Mm. Prick up your ears. Yeah. Uh, Kulop and Vicky and and Jamie Presley, of course. This is this was again early, amazing. Oh, I love that this stuff. This breaks your heart. Oh. Uh, yeah, pirouettes. Oh, I remember early on, Paul, when we created the root beer floats, you were very specific. You're like, no, what do they call the pir- little I know, cookies? I, I think they're called pirouettes. I'm pretty sure. You were really into that, and then you used it to to really sad, Cicerio comic tragic effect. <laughs> wow, uh, well that was, said. That was a. In fact, it was so sad that we added this. Right. Yep. This it, is my your favorite my favorite line of yours in the movie. We added that. It was oh. not. It was not supposed to. Be, but it was. We just felt like. Oh, it's got to end funny because it yeah. is so pathetic. That's my favorite line it. of yours in the movie. Because you know why it shows you're not a total weirdo. He he's self aware. He's self aware. I'm self aware. Self aware. Hey, I'm self aware. The uh, I'm the day a computer says that I'm getting out of the country. I'm self-aware. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I am out of here. That's my big fear. Josh Cook, uh, small role. I think he's absolutely hilarious. He just plays a, a straight guy who you see is wrestling with his sexuality mm. in a funny way. Very funny. Very this, funny. We shot this scene at an Equinox gym in Woodland Hills, California, and we, we could only get the gym from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So this is all nighttime. Uh, which was absolutely hellish. Would you agree, Paul? Yeah, it was hellish. I was. Ex- I mean, I remember that I fell asleep for like ten minutes hmm. on during the take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you pay close attention, you can tell. Um, I had a cameo or not so close attention during this, and thank God. Oh, we that was. It. A Is great it on cameo. the DVD? No, I didn't even put it on. The you didn't DVD. even put it on the. DVD? I, it may oh, be on. It may be a moment on the DVD. To see the devil wears Prada. Oh God, I love that movie. That's. Charming, charming. Uh, the great Andy Samberg. How funny is Andy Samberg? I, how talented and cool is Andy Samberg? Sandy Mamberg. Sandy Mambim. And how about guy. everybody that's hilarious at this? So this we got table. we got a cavalcade of of comedy professionals. We got uh, Jerry Minor. 
very funny mm. actor comedian. Jerry Major after this scene. Hey, Jay Chandrasekhar. Jay Chandrasekhar from Broken Lizard mm. and Jay, Super Troopers. Jay Major after this scene. Ugh. Seth Morris, who run, who's one of the funnier die writers, uh, he plays the just total asshole friend of Barry's, and my high school friend, one of my dear friends, James Angle. And we well. and we uh, underused all of them. We underused all of them. They what have a, a moment or two. What a waste. The great so Joe Latrigo, I'd like to explain what we did with his voice a little bit, because that might be interesting. Yes. He played the whole character with a really high voice, and we tested it and thought it was just too weird. So we had Joe come in and re-record his entire part with a normal voice, but still in the same character, and then we would inter splice his high voice to kind of give him oh. a squeaky voice. And we thought that kind of helped work a little bit. Yeah. By the way, he screamed that entire game. That was a real Galaxy game, and we had that little tiny section, but he was really screaming, and the people that were around us... They must have been furious. They hated him. They hated us. Because he didn't sound like that. He actually sounded like, what are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? And he was high the whole he's time. Such a, he's so committed. The one thing I've always, I love about Joe is that no matter what he's doing, he's like... So committed to it, yes. Yeah. And um, it could be even just charity work that he does, sure. not even having to do with yeah, acting. Yeah, he, he he whatever he does, he gives a hundred and ten percent. That's ten percent more than giving it your all. Now another member of the great comedy I group, made the that state, up. Tom Lennon. We have two Brilliant. state members back to back. Tom, you might Lennon, know him as Lieutenant Dangle. Yep, from, from Reno nine one one. We've all been friends for for many years. By the way, one of my favorite things in the movie right there is Tom. This is how funny Tom is. Tom just very slyly. Uh, That's our art director, Eric Sundell, by the way. Mm. But he says, what's his name? Um, comedian uh, Danny Carvey. Danny Carvey. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's awesome. That's pretty good. <clears throat> Murray Gershons. Murray Gershons. Murray is the sweetest guy. He owns kind of a camera shop in downtown L.A., and it's unclear whether he's been acting forever or whether he's been acting for like the last three years. <laughs> but he's the sweetest man you ever met in your life. And his son he brought to set looks just like him, mm. but is like 50 years younger. Oh, that's right. I remember. Remember? That. I, uh, I will call in. Too much for me. You're right. Again, I just want to apologize to everybody out there that uh, I haven't appeared in the film yet. Sieg's still not in the film. Uh, cigar smoke on a movie set. Uh, never a good idea. Mm -hmm. A lot of the crew wore literally sort of oxygen masks. Like those SARS masks? So, no, like m more heavy duty. Like a, like a World War II gas mask? Not a like gas mask. Like, like an asbestos like removal mask. Ah. Uh, yeah. So like, a, like an old-fashioned scuba diving mask. <laughs> they wore, yeah, like, a, like Jules Verne, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea kind of mask. Between, between Mather's skin bracer... And, uh, and um, yeah, the f cigar smoke, our poor crew had to really shut down the old factory. Yeah, the old <laughs> factory. <laughs> See, well, you're on fuego. So this, we went back and shot this because we didn't have time that night we shot. So this, we rebuilt the house that we shot in on a soundstage to do the, the upcoming vomiting scene. You just gave it away. I'm, oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, this was a pretty fun scene to shoot because they t would take drink some beer and then we cheated it a lot, but they actually ended up drinking a lot of fake beer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this was probably one of the most complex scenes to shoot. 
Why, John? I don't. I don't understand. What do you mean? It looks so simple. It's. I mean, all they're doing is drinking beer. I don't understand what could possibly be complicated I about know. this. You would think. It just seems like it. It would be a breeze yeah, to shoot. We'll just wait. Oh yeah. my! Easy. That's right. That's on a green screen. Whoa. I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't see that coming. No. Now, the, the one thing that scared me about taking this movie is uh, you took us out to lunch and offered Paul and I the movie yes. and said you wanted us to do it together. And Paul only had run one request. What was that, Paul? That was that I wanted to really throw up. <laughs> yes, Because you I thought, it, you know, in movies you can always tell when it's like soup in the mouth. And, uh, and so I thought it'd be fun, funny and surprising to see somebody actually throw up. You did. Oh, speaking of soup in the mouth. Uh, this was weirdly not an uncomfortable night of filming. Yeah, this is Tom killing me right here. How funny the look back, <laughs> the, the look in the, the little peck. pack, the, the look, look, the look in the peck. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, the the I and I told Paul, I think, of course, I want you to throw up. That's right, <laughs> because I wanted him to be in the movie. And I would say anything to him at that point. Well, I would have done it even if he said, no, absolutely not. The I, idea that John Favreau, Iron Man, would take that part knowing Paul Rudd was really going to throw up on him is ludicrous. Well, we wouldn't have yeah. told John. You would have just done it. I, I don't think it. we told you. Yeah, we would have just said, John, we were going to do this with like Iron Man style CGI, and then Paul just would have thrown up on him. Mm. You're so money. <laughs> <laughs> You're so much. So you would actually quote you swingers. Would, I would have told him that he was money. Yeah. <laughs> you would have added insult to injury. I would have, yeah, yeah, that would have that would have made him even happier. Because <laughs> he would have known you're a fan. How funny is Favreau, by the way? Pretty he's, funny. He's unbelievable. He kind of he blows my mind. He's so funny. When we were working on this movie, we were. Uh, and I'm not saying that because now I'm like, if he's listening Stop to this, kissing his ass. No, you're not no, I'm be not going to be an Iron Man too. We already put the cast together. Yeah. <laughs> when we were filming, Favreau was being interviewed, and they asked him, uh, "Do you consider yourself?" A guy's guy, and he looked over at Paul Rudd and I, and then he said, "In this group, I am." <laughs> it's true. It's all true. He is a little more of a guy's guy than the three of us, I'd say. He's sort of, he's a, a meaty guy, yeah, and a and a and a sensitive artist as well. Mm. I just, I, I find him impressive. He's a, like oh, a mogul. Yeah. He's like the yeah. most powerful man in Hollywood. He will be. He's soon. like Tyler Perry. Yeah, he's he's the he's that. He's the white, half-Italian, half-Jewish Tyler Perry. And I think he would like to be described that way as yeah. well. Yeah. That's how I've always seen him. Yeah. And you sh he does a drag show that he takes across the country. He does a great drag show. It's hysterical. Um, it's hysterical. It's that was another thing that Mather kept doing all the time throughout this. Every time he would just get, he would find something funny. He wouldn't laugh, but he'd just say, it's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't make the movie, but it was still very funny. I thought it was hysterical. Uh, this is a house in the Hollywood Hills that we scouted very early on because we, we, I had this idea that Lou Ferrigno would live in like the coolest sort of bachelor pad ever. We, that's an oil painting of Lou Ferrigno that we had Where did made. that go? Did you give it to him? Um, you know, I don't know where the oil painting of Lou Ferrigno went. I don't think we gave it to him. Oh, well, that would it. be a nice wrap gift. That'd that be is. a great wrap gift. I'd like that in my own home. Uh, yeah. But Actually, this... as a matter of fact, I'd take it as well. I'll see if I can track that down for either of you guys. Uh, this is here coming up. Whoa. Who's that? Whose back is that? Okay. Thank you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It sends... Uh, well, oh. <laughs> that was a good little... There he is. There he is. Uh, there's, that there was a good little is. improv from Seagull. He's what did done I say? That. He said, uh, hey, let me know if you need any help. Oh, <laughs> yes. As though I work there, which as I don't. As though you work there. <laughs> now, uh... This was a, this was a day in LA where it was probably a hundred degrees. Yeah, 
And our costume lady dressed me, as you can see, in a button-up shirt, a sweater, <laughs> and a wool coat. And I'm under hot lights. And what happened, Paul? Right during this conversation. During this conversation, as you were talking, I could tell uh, your eyes were starting to glaze and almost roll back. And we had to stop. And I had to hold you because you were about to faint. You were, you, to faint. You were about to uh, collapse. <laughs> Paul walked me to another room, took my jacket and sweater off, and put me in front of an uh, air conditioner. It was, it, was, uh, it was weird. It was, it was very Because It's weird because there were a lot of people on crew that could have helped you. But, but Paul was the one who I was really, close. Yeah. I was close. But let me just clarify as well. And I could tell. I was there looking in your eyes. During this, I was doing days on the TV show and nights on this movie, so I was very tired anyway, as it was. Yeah. This this scene, I really like the way this scene turned out. We we changed it in rehearsal in, a, in my office. We went over, and I think we said we need something funny for these guys to bond over, and we mm -hmm. came up with the idea of the farting uh, open house. Well, do, you remember, do you remember also what we came up with that is not in the movie that— uh, I think is so funny was that we we started we were all crying in your office thinking, what if you actually see the fart? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you right. see yes. and you see his pants like puff out. Yeah. Which and so we did shoot him. We we had our our special effects guy Dick Wood. That's his real name. <laughs> wow. That's not a joke. Uh, his name's Richard, but he prefers to be called Dick Wood. Wow. Uh, and he created a fart rig, which he looked, the, Greg, the guy who plays the farter, looked like uh, he had a bomb on his, strapped yeah. to his all sorts chest. Of, yeah. The and problem a, is that that technology just doesn't exist yet. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> we couldn't do that. But we, we Bill, Bill Kerr, he, Bill's edited a lot of broad comedies, but he's become sort of highfalutin, kind of, in the last few years. And he felt like he kept saying, dude, it doesn't belong in the movie. The close-up of the pants uh, flaring it was, out it was with too, a fart. It was too broad. I do remember seeing the shot and crying loud. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was going to be the funniest shot I'd ever done in my career. Yeah. And, you know, we never even tested it. Mm. I don't know what to say. I... Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for the Sunday. This scene, it was very hot and kind of, oh, wow. it, it, it was, the energy at times was a little low. Well, it's because Jason was ready to faint. I it, I was pretty fainty. He was <laughs> feeling very fainty. Uh, and we were standing, we had the scent of like, you know. Green papaya. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, t like aioli and. Uh, yeah, and, and ferrigno. And uh, all <laughs> wafting up because those sandwiches true. were just cooking out That's there. That's true. And, don't get me wrong. I love. I'm very happy with with the scene. It just was one of those that you were a little bit like. Look at my outfit, for God's sake, I, Sean. I know. Lisa Evans, our costume designer, uh, picked some awesome. Now uh, uh, watch how athletic I am. That's true. <laughs> that that's kept true. making me laugh too. That made Hello. me laugh. Yeah. Hello. Where did that come from, Jason? Hello. My uncle Bobby answers the phone that way. You call and he goes, "Hello." <laughs> I had. I never knew that's where yeah. that came from. Yeah. This scene. Uh, I didn't realize that I was making this poor extra do literally 5,000 push-ups at 3 a.m. Sit-ups. Sit-ups. I didn't think about it for literally half a second. And he was such a cool dude. He didn't even say anything. Wow. And they were just like, yeah, we're focused on other things. Like, oh, yeah. Um, the everything you got that Joe Latrulio says coming up, everything you got, he just did that as an improv at the table read. And I thought that was the funniest thing yeah. I'd ever heard. I was scared during that table read. It was the first time I met everybody. That was a little scary. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys you guys crushed it. That's it. <laughs> I love that. Here's the uh, tour de force. Paul Rudd making a phone call. 
Um, Larry Sher, my DP, the cameraman, and I shot this from about 20 different angles. And I think me, Larry, and Paul could have done this for like four days straight. Yeah. Yeah. This, no, this is fun to do. No, I think it's fair to say that this takes, uh, this is slightly inspired by John Favreau's phone call and swingers. I didn't, you know, like most of the stuff that I've stolen from other directors throughout my career and writers, I did, wasn't conscious of that, but I think it was in part inspired by that. Your cousin directed Swingers. My cousin Doug directed John Swingers. John Favreau is in the movie. Yes. And it never occurred to you this was kind of like swear, Swingers. I swear to God, it never occurred to me. What's Swingers? No, that's not it's, a, it's, a, it's a diner on Beverly Boulevard. Uh, we had a guest, uh, a fill-in script supervisor, who came in during this scene, and I think thought we were the biggest idiots ever because we just kept shooting this, and she was not had no idea why we kept shooting this with different... Jokes and camera angles, huh. and, and uh, I was gonna whatever. Did she get a rap gift, Paul? <laughs> I don't remember. Probably. I remember just going. I hope this scene works because we're spending so much time on it. That's so. I love it. I could do this stuff. This kind of stuff is so fun to do. This you, is right in the rug You are perfect house. at it. Yeah. I mean, there, it's really disgustingly perfect. <sighs> It, it, this kind of awkwardness is just just comes easy. Yeah, and uh, I like when he goes. Happy, he, Paul puts a bit of a business voice. Hope you're having a great day. Yeah. It's his professional voice. Coming up, he says, in the in the in ZHD the the, the furniture store. He goes, Sydney, how are you? <laughs> This is this an is act, a, yeah. yeah yeah no this no, is a real I, store I, 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 based on, uh, yeah, yeah. based on a real store called Yoke in uh, the Silver Lake section of Los Angeles that we shot in and turned it into uh, a store called ZHD which means Zoe Haley come and on Denise. you got to be yoking I'm not <laughs> yoking your chain oh yoke that was a <laughs> uh, Jamie Presley has uh, amazing hands. That's not what I thought you were going to say, but yes, she does. <laughs> no, I mean, they're really impeccably manicured. She also uh, has great eyes. Yeah. Very large, expressive eyes that she would uh, throw my direction in a hateful way whenever I asked her to do more improv and more takes. Mm. 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 I'm kidding, Jamie. You're a delight. Seriously? Well, I just, I don't drink that much. They're, they pound. They're yeah. pounding drinks. That's the problem. That You can't do that. Now, here, coming up is... Uh, I love that this, this is. How are you? Excuse me, just. Hey, Sydney. How are you? <laughs> I think you may have made a mistake using mm -hmm. the standard iPhone ring for this, uh, because every time I've ever seen it in a theater, and Paul's phone rings in the movie, I see people reach for their phones and check it. That's interesting. I've never seen that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, right? It is. That's an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. I've never seen that. That was, by the way, that line in the script, see you in a GIF, made me laugh so hard. I thought it was, and then you never say that. I know I've never said that. And I think that, I honestly think that that line, was like, um, and the nervousness of trying to kind of overcompensate and feel cool is really what sparked a lot of the nicknamey stuff and actually was a huge window into what the character might be, and I really think it was because of that joke. See you in a Jeff. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's possible because some of it was scripted, but a lot of it uh, you added or we threw out ideas. But but a lot of it was Paul Rudd. Just I, yeah, you know, I think it was a mirror and a window. 
You know, because people got to people got to look through the window and see into your character, but it also forced them to to look at themselves as though it were a mirror. Mm. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> uh, this is shot in a, in a cool the actual restaurant called James Beach in Venice, which is kind of a hangout in a beach hangout. And it doesn't look that different from from how we portrayed it in the movie. It pretty much looks like that. Yeah. This scene was, uh, there was some dialogue, but a lot of it was you, you just set up uh, simultaneous overs and had us uh, just look like we got along for a while. Exactly, yeah. The, 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 I just set up two cameras, one shooting Jason and one shooting Paul, and some of this area is scripted a little bit. This part here, yeah. yeah. But, um, but it's good, sex is good. This whole part is scripted. Yeah. This whole part is scripted when you go the high voice and she doesn't like to get it in the tush. It means you weren't being um, but the second part is just you guys completely made all of that up, and, and I love it. There's a section that made me so happy where Paul and I, without planning it beforehand, did a little run about being confused about uh, if we were talking about hybrid cars or hybrid animals, and it still makes me laugh. We also did that thing where we just kept saying, uh, this does made in New York City. New York City. Get a rope. Yeah, I you were doing a, a riff on the famous Pace Picante <laughs> salsa ads that I had never seen, and I had no idea why it would be funny. And yeah. we just kept doing it yeah. over, and we were we were yeah. dying. We they were, were dying. Really, really, like thought it was funny. This stuff's made New York City. New York City. That really chaps my head. You know, if it works for you. See, still not funny. I remember this was when I was at Classic Night. I was like, guys, I, I just don't understand why that's funny. And both of you were like, John, trust us. It's it's funny. I bet you anything. We tested it. Not funny. Not funny. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. That's well, yeah, but you know where he tested it, Paul. Yeah, we probably tested it in New York City. New York City. <laughs> Get a rope. It's the Pico de Gallo, man. Seize your hands. We're barbarians, after all, man. Every once in a while, I go down to uh, the boardwalk and I just throw my own feces like a gorilla. Woo! How can you disagree with me on this? I mean, look, my it's bad for the whole world. <laughs> this is all, <laughs> all Paul and Jason improvising. Are you talking about hybrid cars? Yes. Here it is. Yes. I thought you were talking about hi hybrid animals. That makes me laugh. Hybrid animals? Yeah. The fuck is a hybrid animal? <laughs> took on to the giant a barrel and this of this, And that's me this really... Me. Yeah, well, this is me really laughing. <laughs> it, it's really fun to watch that with an audience because they really... I wasn't sure they would all know who uh, Andre the Giant is, and clearly they do. Mm. And they, they respect and admire your imitation. Well, you can thank Shepard Fairey for that, can't you? Yeah, yeah. With all of his Obey the Giant his, paraphernalia. His Andre the Giant has a posse and all that art, and his Obama art later. Yeah. The Jobin thing came out of a uh, a rehearsal that we did in my office. Um, I think we I had in the script that you called him the pistol. Yes, that's and right. I think we Paul Rudd came up with the idea of Jobin. That be correct, Paul? Uh, yeah, yeah. What'd you say? I don't know. I you know it, I think I called uh, my friend in college, my friend Greg Meter. I believe once I used to call, yeah. I call him Jobin. It was Meter, and, it, yeah. and, and and check with Meter. But Meter used to say yeah. Shabe, and Shabe. I would always say. That I always thought was funny. We'd call people Shabe. He'd say, "What's up? Well, hey there, Shabe. What's going on, Shabe?" <laughs> Shabe. And um, and I know he said that. Well, it makes as much sense as dude. 
Yeah. And I but, thought that was funny. Yeah, except, but except dude comes from a dude ranch. Well, Jabe comes from a Shea branch. Jobin was, uh, uh, we, liked that, we loved that so much, mm. and it was so funny at the table read that then it became like, like our sort of launch party invitation said, hey, Jobin, you're invited to the launch party of it I Love It sounds like Man. something. Yeah. It does sound like something. But it's nothing. It's, it means nothing. Uh, look, you seem so happy. You seem excited about the night you've had. I was. It was really exciting. This is a great, yeah. great bit of drunk acting. Not a lot of guys can pull off the drunk acting. Well, yeah. I was really drunk. That's true. And Rashida. Not really. This was a good scene for Rashida, just to lie in bed and, and wear a cool T-shirt. Yeah, one of our um, test audiences pointed out that Rashida is in every scene where she's wearing a T-shirt is a, a T-shirt that has a city's name on it. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but Lisa Evans, a costume designer, apparently did. This, yeah, she planned it. I like. Uh, did you ever ask her why she did that? I asked her, and she gave a long explanation, and I kind of like started checking my email midway yeah. through. Do you think it was BS? No, I think she had it, but it was, you know. Uh, this scene was another scene of these simultaneous cameras set up just to... Uh, see capture some improv and see what was happening and Paul could not stop laughing at uh, at Hubel and some of the stuff that was that was Hubel's hilarious I, I had a real problem on this movie with laughing more than more than others were and I've done it on others too but uh, I, at this scene I had a I just when he is saying you can piss on my face I couldn't <laughs> that, that made me laugh. That's the first really time he, funny. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. And then he did another thing, too, where he was naming all of the um, people that he sold houses to. Yes. And they were, and I remember it was Gary Coleman, yep. Emmanuel Lewis, <laughs> Jaleel White, uh, Jaleel White <laughs> Donald Sutherland. That's right. That's right. That's and, uh, right. and every time he got to Donald Sutherland, I couldn't, I'd lose it. That's, That's on the DVD. really funny. I don't see how I've had people come up to me on the streets and say, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, you do. Yep. You pissed on my face, friend. <laughs> friend. Friend. That's Hubel has that that uh. sleazy charm. He doesn't really look like this. He got a fake tan and highlights. And he felt very self-conscious having to keep it all the time. You That's know, right. Because, you know, when he wasn't filming, his hair was still that color. And his teeth were super, we gave him yeah. like a, you know, super white teeth. I'm just putting on my friend. And the, the fake orange tan. And here, here in the go. test audiences, where they really hate Hubel. Watch yourself, big girl. Ooh. That, you could say anything. You could probably say, like, I'm going to go kill a drifter. <laughs> but if you say, watch yourself, big girl, the audience hisses. <laughs> because it's rude. It's rude. He, yeah. And she's not even a big girl. She's not a big girl. No. But he, he calls her that anyway. And it's, it's, it's like a kick the dog moment. James Beach thing the other night. This was... Hmm. I remember playing Sydney on this on this phone call, and I remember you trying to play Peter on this phone call too. When I was doing the uh, when I was really spaced out, the really spaced out yes, version. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. Jason had this take on his side of it where he was going to be almost still like a like a Tibetan monk or something. <laughs> like you were like, "What's up?" Hey, uh huh. And I was like, "Seagull, come on, buddy." <laughs> It, it was it's ridiculous. That's my favorite line of yours as well. See you there or see you on another time. Mm. All right. Latris on the menje. Latris on the menje. It's hard to watch. It's what what did I just say? Oh, Paul. 
Why'd you do it? Uh, this was a fun day shooting on the Venice boardwalk. A lot of lot of actual people in the in the background, not just professional film and television extras. That's the pug. I do. Lo I love what Jason's wearing in this scene. Lisa Evans uh, dressed. Jason in a really great way. This was early on. She showed me pictures. We went through a lot of different variations to figure out some of your wardrobe, but this one she always had nailed from the beginning. The Uggs, the board shorts, and like a like an old vintage kind of cowboy tee. Yeah, they had to special order those Uggs. I have a size 13 shoe. Yeah. And men aren't supposed to wear those. <laughs> you mentioned you said it was made up of many other little pairs of Uggs. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was it. Was pretty great. I mean, I feel like when I saw that piece of wardrobe that that Lisa brought in, I just the whole character kind of came to life. And then when you put it on, it it fit like a pair of Uggs. Aw. See, I'm giving him good advice now because right now you're supposed to think I'm a I'm a good friend. This is the one. Come on, buddy. Good boy. I think my wife Christina and I always talk about not using the word trying. Because that's meaning you're trying to fail. This little mm. puggle was uh, trained to sit on a, a little thing there. It wasn't actually going to the bathroom because people have asked us that. Yeah. Like, how did you get that dog to really? We had a little stool that it sat on. Yeah, you and did. then we did. Well, we digitally removed the stool and then put in uh, actual stool samples. I'm a man, Peter. And was it the same person that did the throw up? Uh, no, she was a dog trainer. No, the dog. It was the same visual effects. Yeah, guy the visual who, effects. Yeah, uh, Scott, Scott, um, Scott Davids, awesome guy. He was a he was a PA on Along Came Polly, and now he's a visual effects guy. Oh, he did the Montezuma's Revenge special on this movie. He did. He, he did, also he got did the vomit and the, and, and the stool. Yeah. He did the Sarah Marshall stuff too. He he made you way more handsome. Didn't they? And, and Jason, remember when we were doing this scene? And, oh yeah, and because one the slope of the sand, but also because you're much taller than I am, they had to dig. When you, I was like a, I was standing in a hole, a little trench. They had to dig me a trench. Well, so. you're you're what? How tall are you? I'm six foot four. Six foot four. How I'm, tall are you? I'm five ten, yeah. and people don't believe that. You seem shorter. Shorter. I think it's just the way I feel about myself and the way <laughs> right. I carry myself that I appear to be shorter. It comes across. And on I've screen. actually people say, "No, you're not five ten. I said, "Really, I'm five ten. And I and I've even been measured in front yeah. of people. To me, anything under <laughs> six feet is the same height. I'm just seeing top of head. Yeah, six feet and under <laughs> is top of head. This is in Venice, and we were searching for a cool house for Sydney to live in, and then we found this one, and it was for sale actually. Ooh. And we kind of um. We got it in between owners and painted it this color and, you know, the rest. I would, oh, really? You house. painted the house? We painted the house. Wow. I yeah. would have bought that house. It's a really cool house. So I had to go on the buy it now price, but I got it. Coolness. And you remember Marlena? Hey, Lena. We go from, this is the actual location, and then from the magic of film, they walk through, and uh, now we're on a set. Yeah. Because that was actually just a little tiny shed. We walked in there and there was like a bike in there. There was nothing in there. We I, Our production designer, Andrew Laws, and his team, I think did a pretty amazing job with the man cave. Great room. I mean, it, I walked onto the, onto the set the first time and was blown away because it looked pretty cool. I mean, it looked like an actual place you, you could hang out. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's me in ninth grade, man. Are you really? a little kid? <laughs> that, was, that was weird. 
<laughs> that was just it, the photograph. I'll be blunt. That yeah. photograph never quite worked out the no. way I wanted it to. No, it was like, like a little bit half-assed. The idea of by the way, there's some, I liked it also. It's like it's the man cave, but there's like Macintosh equipment right over the <laughs> shoulder there, which is like super expensive. Well, that was the idea. Amazing equipment. The idea we had with the man cave was you never knew what who Jason was exactly. So there would be weird beat down stuff, and then like super expensive stereo I, equipment. Wow. Oh, I didn't. I never knew that. Yeah. yeah, that's why I modeled my character as such a man of mystery. Now, let me say something coming up about this. This is, okay. So when when Jason says that he jerks off into condoms, the audience goes silent because they're so disgusted. I had a jerk off station for God's sake. And then they realize that he's in on it. He knows how ridiculous it is. And the audience kind of exhales normally and goes, okay, he's not a sociopath. Right. And that's... um, I was really hoping that would happen, and Jason, I think you added that that line, and it saved my ass in that scene. Uh, well, I tried to help out. I haven't had a masturbation <laughs> station personally since I was 12 years old, and it was my parents' bathroom. Mm. <laughs> and then one time around around 12 years old, my, uh, my dad walked in and caught me masturbating in his bathtub, and Ooh. he said, uh, Oh, God damn it, that's why you have your own bathroom, Jason. That was the last time I did that. So really, at yeah. least he just didn't, he didn't discourage you from masturbating. He just wanted no, you to do it in your own bathroom. We've given you your own bathroom. <laughs> I don't know what the fetish was. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to think about <laughs> so, it. So let's. So how did you break into the business, Paul? <laughs> Tell me about Cider House Rules. <laughs> it's so weird because Michael Caine told that exact same story on the Cider House Rules uh, commentary. Yeah, sure. Uh, this um. Yeah, this, this these scenes were uh, extremely fun to shoot towards the end of the of the of the shoot of the movie. But also, everybody was getting a little punchy, and mm. and it, we were locked in this kind of small man cave for several days, and it it became a little bit. Uh, everybody just lost it a little bit. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. There, well, there's a moment coming up where Paul literally could not stop laughing. In fact, there are t- mags on the camera. And that sh- and the mags shoot. It's like a reel of film. They last what twelve, fifteen minutes? Oh, twelve minutes. Twelve yeah. minutes. And um, you wouldn't cut, and we wasted an entire mag because I couldn't get out one line because I you, couldn't yeah. stop laughing. Twelve minutes of just laughs. Yeah, that was about five thousand dollars worth of film. Wow. That is not good. And then uh, you know, and I'm trying to stop, and then you know, it's like looking around at the crew. Well, one guy, Scott, uh, our our still photographer, he, I, I thought I had it together, but then I look over and he had left. That's right. That's right. And then that made me laugh harder because some of the crew guys were starting to laugh and they had to leave the room. But then other uh, guys were just like, you know, not psyched. And sort of the boom guy who was holding the boom yeah, that's for a 12 tough, minutes. That's a really tough thing to do, hold a boom mic. Ugh. And then to just stand there. Yeah. And at, you kept well, yelling... Stop making him laugh, Jason. Yes, I did. Do you remember that? Yes. I wasn't doing nothing. Yes, you were doing anything. <laughs> really? Well, maybe on occasion you would you do were something. It would make from time to time. But then you stopped, and then but by that point. <laughs> this is another uh, improv. Uh, totes my goats. Totes um, a lot of we spent a lot of time in the in the editing process trying to figure out just how awkward to make Peter Clavin because there's an entire character who who literally doesn't get one word right um that we we could have shown and in some of the earlier cuts of the movie there was a lot of stuff where paul you say cuckoo and things like that oh that's right you know it and we talked about that throughout the entire filming just saying all right you know you and bill will figure out the tone because 
there's so much of this stuff that less is more and uh and let's you know that was the moment right there when you called me yeah. city slacker city, he city, could not he, we have one city. take only one take where he oh. actually got it out city slacker Slacker. A reference to I'm gonna get you sucker. I'm gonna get you sucker. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, Mamish. Yeah. Mamish. I don't know. A profile in awkwardness. Ooh, Mr. Ferrigno's calling. Things are starting to look up for Peter Clavin. Jason, how would the love guru say that? Ugh. John Hamburg and Paul Rudd had this running joke that was so disgusting. Where Paul would come up with a funny line or something, you know, like, hey, see you later, city slacker. And then you just hear John Hamburg come in and go, Paul, how would Austin Powers say that? And then they would each do terrible impressions. <laughs> Ugh. See you later, city slicker. I'm feeling randy. Ugh. You see <laughs> what I mean, America? You're always a little off. And then we did the love guru. Ooh. Jason really hated it. We go, Jason, tell us, how would the love guru say oh. that line? To be prompted to do the worst impressions ever. Yeah. Jason, who pretty much will go anywhere, truly, <laughs> I think genuinely hated that running joke, I think and for good reason. Yeah, because I love impressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? Mm. Uh, this was, uh, I was playing Lou Ferrigno on the phone, and Jason shows up. and God, I'm so glad you cut out. You made me do a stupid song at the end of the scene that I was always so uncomfortable with. Well, no, I, you improv that. I didn't make you do Yes, song. you did. What was it? A I don't chicken remember. Song? Chicken song. You made that up. No, I didn't. Y- Jason, you <laughs> made I you made up the I, song. You go. I, I, I chicken at my house. He goes, come over to my house. Oh, I got some right. chicken. It's finger licking. It's finger licking good. <laughs> chicken at my house. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You said I got some chicken in my bok bok. <laughs> that's chicken right. in my bok bok. That's what do you mean? I, you made that. No, you, but no. now that you say it back, it is really funny. <laughs> you came in. You actually hey, I have said a question. This. How okay. would? How would the love guru oh, sing that song? I have oh. some chicken. It's a finger licking. <laughs> That's exactly it. I don't oh. know. Wait, hold on one sec. Jason came to me the morning that we shot this and said, John, I, I have an idea. At the end, I'd like to do sort of um, Beethoven's fifth and go, come to my house. Is that the third or the fifth? The fifth, right? Not the ninth? The, no, the ninth is the... Uh, da, da. Anyway. Come to my house, come to my house, come to my house, come to my house, come to my house. <laughs> and I nodded, and because I, anything, Jason, here's my thing with you, Siegel. Yeah, what is it? You can pitch me things, and I truly will have no idea whether they'll be incredibly funny or horrible. Right, sure. So we may as well shoot them. <laughs> right. Because we got about a, I don't know, maybe a 33% chance that it'll be really funny. <laughs> it's all it takes, baby. Now, we really learned these songs. Well, you did more than I. I, I wasn't capable of playing these. I'm still ashamed of that. Because I sort of pride myself on uh, my preparation. Yeah. This was an idea we had during the filming of the Vespa that you Were guys Were you scared with driving with me on the Vespa, Paul? No, because you really drive a Vespa, and uh, I trust you. But he's crashed a lot. Yeah, I have a lot of stories about me crashing the Vespa. Well, I know there's the story that uh, where you stopped at a red light and stood up on the ground, and a car came and then hit the back <laughs> of the Vespa and shot out between your legs. And I was left standing there like Wile E. Coyote. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, do, I do remember that story. This guy, uh, he's a real, he's actually shockingly a real bodybuilder. No. Yeah, no, no. Those were, his, those were his real muscles. No. Those are real muscles. I liked it because he still, like, his his version of threading you is still very, like, 1980s yeah. wrestler. He'd be like, listen here, you pencil neck geek. <laughs> exactly. Fred Blassie. Yeah. He's, he was a funny dude, too. Now, this scene coming up, 
I, I've never actually heard an audience member laugh at it. <laughs> no. but Just I a absolutely of love it. Jackasses, like like we think this works. I, <laughs> I almost took it out because no one laughed, and then Donald DeLine, our awesome producer, uh, was like, "I love that. Don't yeah, take it out. It's, it's, it's charming. Fun, yeah. Even if no one laughs, it's charming." And so it's in the movie, and I love it. But but it's never not one human being has ever laughed, at it, nor will they ever. It's such a bummer. Sidney, what's up, man? You know what? We'll let history judge if that's funny. The only scene in which Rashida, <laughs> the beautiful Rashida Jones, wears glasses. Why? Which and I think those were her glasses. They are right? her glasses, and she said, "Hey, what if I wear my glasses in the scene?" And I, I said, uh, "Great." Weren't and, you worried people would think she's a four eyes? Uh, Oh God. oh God! If that would have been funny, if we heard the love guru say it that way. Oh. Uh, hey, this was a fun scene to shoot, right, John? Jason, easy. You know, this was also right after we shot that. Right after a day, we were doing a, a rugby thing. That is yes, I can't believe this. That was in the movie. That's the pretty shot funny. of me on the Vespa with my arms and legs. Yes, up. that's insane. The, I love this little moment. I really loved the way. Uh, Jason's dressed in this scene. Yeah. He's a giant with these little guys. That's a great improv, Seagull. Thank you. Uh, a killer improv that really, really makes me laugh. Suck it, Gil. Thanks. Uh, this is a stunt. That's a stunt, man. Are you all right? My fucking ass. Uh, we were always looking for a funny way to end that scene, and then we came up with the idea that he would say, "My fucking ass." All right, he said. Where are you going? Now this is actually an important scene. This is where you see my vulnerability. Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. Yeah, I think this is. I'm gonna give you a compliment, Jason. Yeah, please. Beautifully played. Thanks. Very really, subtle, really subtle, nicely right? played. Really nicely played. I tried to just pepper it in. Like, well, you'll see. There's a little look of sadness, but then I, I just move right on from it. Cover it. Here, here whoop. get ready. Here, it's coming. Sunday night, Zoe and I usually watch HBO. Right, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, oh my God. Seagull. Whoa. You're not going to let uh, anybody know that you're Seagull. sad. But you know what? Look, I don't know if you could tell. I sensed it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what made no, me I say, that's what made him stay. I'm not going to let you eat that by yourself. That's why you guys are That's best three friends. movies together. That's three movies together. That is. That's a yeah. hat trick. Yeah, that's a hat trick. Uh, this scene, we shot the first week. Um, and this we, we had in the script one line, I think, where you go, oh, yeah, I slapped the bass big time. And... Then you did this whole massive slap the bass thing, and it just struck me as just incredibly funny. How is it? It's like big time, big time, big time. Big time. Slap the bass, big time. And I hoped that the moviegoers who watched it would think it was funny, too. That remains to be seen. Remains to be seen, for sure. <laughs> it, we may have fallen on our faces, but it makes like, us oh. laugh, at least. I don't know whether it's funny, but it's funny to me. And and a lot of this scene is uh, is just the two of you guys riffing. I loved it. I loved that John. You were saying I want you to go to the. Uh, you're gonna you know just build up rush and then you know when you play it, it's just gonna be very faint. Yeah, <laughs> that is such a funny joke. That struck me as potentially a funny joke. That he's really excited. Yeah, here you go. Get ready. Here it is. You know, it just struck me when you said it remains to be seen that when people watch this DVD, it, it will already have. Be, been seen. We'll know 
whether or not people thought it was funny. You're absolutely right. That's right. So we're right my- now, but we, you know, we are recording this. The movie hasn't. The movie's going to come out this week. It comes out Friday, and today is uh, Monday. Monday. But maybe we should just talk about the movie as though we already know how it how it went. The famous slap the bass scene that took the nation by storm. <laughs> yes, that was what Paul was. That, that's what uh, cinched. The Golden Globe nomination for Paul. And and made the economy go up so much. I mm. did it. I did it for the world's economy. Yeah. And you're right, Paul. Congrats. But just let me say something for to both of you. Congratulations on your Blockbuster Video Award for this movie. Thank, Thank you. In advance. Thank you. Thank you. You too. You too, Jason. <laughs> you too. Thank you. And you too, John. Oh, so this was this was one of these things that just made the crew laugh like crazy. Paul just acting ridiculous, and then uh, Isaac, our assistant prop master, the next day came in with wearing a T-shirt with Paul Rudd's image, air basing, saying, "I slapped the bass big time." Ugh, this is so gross. It's it, gross. It's really gross. It's gross. It's gross. Rashida really genuinely wanted you to stop. I, I think. know. Well, I can't blame her. I think that's her did. laughing. Actually, she's genuinely laughing at ha- what an idiot. You're this right. is Chinatown. Yeah, L.A. Chinatown. So Ping Wu, who plays Mr. Chu, hey, it's a great person. Bro name. That's so Siegel. <laughs> yeah, you know what else is so Siegel? It is that just uh, like I know what you're gonna say. Show me your Show stuff. Me your stuff. <laughs> Show me your stuff is such a thing that you say. Yeah, I like it's it. So, it really does is. that work with girls? Yeah, well, I, I'm not worried about it working with girls. I just want to make people happy in the world. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. You make me happy. I thought of a new one just now. What? Brobach, Brobama. Brobach. Oh. <laughs> that would have been better, actually. You, we could have anticipated. Because I could have done it to both. Yeah. Brobach, Brobama. Brobach. Oh, God. Brobach. Bro- oh. <laughs> That's gross. Haley. Sydney, this is my oldest Brilliant friend. Brilliant right here. Haley. Oh, all right. I'm good. <laughs> I yeah. love that, that she says yeah. I'm good. I'm good. She just misses it. She's the, I, my, my thought was always that she's like the Peter of uh, women. Like that she gets stuff wrong when she gets nervous too. Right. Favreau and Jamie, uh, I, I'm going to say they absolutely kill me in this moment yeah. here. Yeah. Something with salamander. I realized uh, <laughs> something with salamander. I thought that Favreau um, had come into this the here, bar. The toothpick in the mouth. Yeah. They didn't even take it out. That's such yeah. a, that's such just a hides the toothpick. Just brilliant. If you're watching on DVD, uh. I think it's worth it. it. We take no credit. It's all Favreau swallowing a toothpick and then spitting it back out when he's uh. ready. He's so good. He, um, what I thought was that he got to the bar and took a toothpick and put it in his mouth. And then in rewatching the scene and the dailies, what we, we noticed was that Favreau walks into the Chinese restaurant with a toothpick already in his mouth. Uh. <laughs> like, I guess he's just a guy that has a toothpick on yeah. him. Instrument? No. Because uh, Sid and I, my buddy Sidney. Oh, he's so good at this. this he, he, Favreau said something to me during the filming of this, because I was trying to figure out how to shoot it, this little two-shot. And um, he goes, now, John, um, I'm, I'm not going to look Paul in the eye. I'm I'm gonna just stare straight ahead most of the scene and watch. He he looks. He never looks him in the eye. Maybe one time. <laughs> Paul looks. He just gives him a little look there at the end. That's really funny. And then here he says, "Smells like a fucking pet shop in here." <laughs> yeah. That J- no one ever hears J.K. Simmons say. He goes, "Mr. Sunshine here," talking about John Favreau. No one ever hears that. But. That is not Andy Samberg. 
Uh, no. Andy had to film Saturday Night Live, so he flew back. He shot with us one day, and then we got an Andy Samberg body and slash hair, hair double. double. It was that's not Andy. Uh, yeah, I think that's like the weirdest thing ever. That's yeah. true. Oh, that's and the whole day he was sitting there. Um, Try not to laugh. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a nice Jason, guy. Jason. Jason was saying so many things in this scene that were that was well, that was so so funny <laughs> though that whenever you would start the toasts and the things like <sighs> let's let's give this food a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, it's great that we have different uh, both starch and vegetable, yeah. two different kinds yeah. of grain. What uh, was it? Noodles, Jason? noodles. And some dishes were noodle as the starch. Some dishes were rice as the starch. That's. <laughs> and what about what about? It's fitting that we're eating in a. Oh, what was that one? Uh, that's uh, on the DVD. It's fitting that. We're eating in in a Chinese restaurant because love was invented in the East. <laughs> oh, uh, I just wanted to impress my peers. Uh, yeah, we we well, because mission of, accomplished. Mission fine, accomplished. Sir. Um, this this might this whole sequence may be my favorite scene in the movie, uh, just because it has such a big group of people. Yeah, this was a scene where I literally felt in awe. Like I was sitting around from from people that I really really admire. It was it was really insane. Yeah, J.K. Simmons, by the way, can we just like talk about what an amazing actor he is? He's yeah. like one of those guys that um, is equally convincing playing somebody who is terrifying and someone who's super sweet. Yeah, yeah. like the dad in Juno, yep. and then the you know um, the, the guy the in Oz, guy in Oz, the yeah. male, the white supremacist, and he's also just. As bad as cool a guy as you could ever hope to know. Yeah. The coolest. And a big Detroit Tigers fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 He's, uh, he's, he's pretty good. Jason, now because of Andy Samberg's schedule, we had to shoot Jason last. Yeah. Um, in this in this sequence, like the end of two days. And you normally would never do that because he has the big speech. You'd want, you wouldn't want to burn him out. But I'm going to say that Jason brought the heat and Paul and Rashida's reactions to me, are uh, really, really favor. priceless. This is a really fun scene to shoot. I'm looking jangered. I guarantee that you will have a beautiful... I, I look pretty physically attractive in this scene. I don't think she sucks his dick. <laughs> 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 Favreau. Uh, Jason, you, to answer your question, yes, you do look physically I, I, attractive. I, you do. You look great. I, I, you look great. I, I you have a little bit of a tan. tan. I got you a little tan. tan. And you have that scarf. Yeah, I got the scarf. You look like John Voight at an awards show. Yeah. You got a rakish scarf. Uh, we did an improv where Paul kept saying, uh, I love his scarf. He looks like Ashton Kuncher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, that's and right. that yeah, was yeah. another one where you kept cracking yourself up. Well, it's I just, like that, it's that thing of like just getting it wrong, not making fun of anybody, but just like, except myself. Like, just he wouldn't know. Oh, like he thinks it looks cool. He, and he, he just was like Ashton, Ashton Kuncher. Yeah, and that, just getting the name wrong. Ashton Kutcher. It's funny. That's funny. Ashton why didn't Kutcher. it? Why isn't it? I, I, why isn't it in the movie? Yeah. I can tell you. Not funny. Be because no, no, no. Because you laughed so much, yeah. we didn't have a good take of it. Oh. I'm not kidding. I, we God, we wanted sucks. it. We were honestly like we wanted to try it, but we didn't have the right angle. Like the only time you ever actually really got it out, it wasn't a good angle for well, it. That's that's a bummer. Sorry, Paul. Mm. But you it's a good lesson though for the future, Paul. It is, man. Now I'm really, you know, I never realized that it got in the way of anything. This mm. was called uh, poor man's process, which is you, it's a weird way to shoot a car scene, which is just the car is just in a lot, and you have uh, lights on stands swinging by, and and grips, movie grips, just sort of shake the car to give the sense of motion. Yeah, it's very fake. Yeah, that's what we do on the TV show. Is that right? Yep. 
And I, I didn't love, I was sort of weirded out by that process because I prefer when you can tow the car around the city. You are really into you, the, love you can car tow this car. Hey, God, car toes, Jeez, what's up with Hamburg and his car toes? Yeah. I got. I don't have a witty retort. His, to, his tow cars. His tow. His tow rig. His tow rig. His tow rig. His rig toes. <laughs> my rig toe is uh, smaller. You know what? My, you know what? Hey, pinky. by the way, you know what uh, John's favorite pasta is? What's that? Rigatoni. Rigatoni. Boom! See, it's this kind of back and forth that they oh, did um, that made God. the movie so are, are funny. We, made it win five Academy this? Awards. Tell me, we're taping this. <laughs> yeah. You know who does good stuff like this? Who? Ashton Kuncher. Oh, nailed it. Mm. Stuck the landing. Let's take a little break. Uh, John Hamburg's fed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. We uh, we're, we're back from a little break. We took a little break. Mm -hmm. They won't know that though when they're listening. That's to why it. I said yeah. good point, guys. I was uh, trying to make it a Re seamless. Can you rewind it? Rewind it. Don't rewind it. Don't rewind it. Don't you dare rewind it. We have things it. to do. <laughs> All right. Another. Yeah, you're right. Let's keep going. I was trying to make that a seamless transition. I thought you did a great I thought you, job. I know, Jason. It's like when I tried to tell you that Toronto was the city of ice. That made me laugh. That was funny when we were doing this. The one coming up right now. When I say, Paul, can you put down your treat? It's just such a weird thing to say to another grown man we didn't really know what to do with this scene that's if I right remember correctly we had the idea i remember i was a little worried about the toast i wanted not i wanted to make sydney somewhat self-aware that his toast was ridiculous so we had that idea and then the three of us just um really a couple of hours before shooting the scene went into a dressing room on the studio lot and I think we kind of came up with what this scene was. And I think those pineapples were at craft service, right? Yep. They, they, they were. They had. They had them on the truck. That's I right. think one of you guys had the had seen those and had the idea that you would be eating these treats, sorbet mm -hmm. pineapple treats. And didn't you say redonkulous because uh, we kept saying that to Haley? Yes, the, one of our uh, the wardrobe. We, we had a South African wardrobe lady. Haley. Healy. My name's Healy. Who constantly uh, would say redonkulous. I told you, I don't play sports with women. Look, man, you told my fiance she needs to give me blowies in front of my whole family, all right? You owe me. You make a valid point. It's gone. It's fun. I never have a beer until the ninth hole. Maybe we can change that rule. Oh, okay. Keep your head down. Right. Very little score in this movie. Only about six or seven minutes, but... I really like it. It's written by my very good friend, Teddy Shapiro, mm. who's done uh, the scores to every movie I've done from college on. And he's very successful and uh, old school and many other movies. Mm. Oh, oh, my. That's a digital a visual effect. You wouldn't know it from my acting, though. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fucking cock in my fucking shit. God we shot this pretty quickly. At the yeah. end of the day, the light was going down, and it took about 20 minutes. It was a fun scene to shoot. And John, you actually like um, hit some uh, hit some balls when we were done shooting. You yeah. almost hit Haley in the head. Do you remember yeah. that? You remember that? Oh man, she was pissed. Yeah, I she, did. That, I can't. That was so ridiculous that you almost hit that her. That was in the ridiculous. Head. I Matt Walsh, the great Matt Walsh from Upright looking Citizens like Greg Brigade. Norman. <laughs> yeah, um, that's. Uh, he cracks me up. He's, he's a genius. He's a funny man. Um, that was uh, Rashida really wanted to wear a visor. She saw you wearing a visor, Paul, and she was like, "Oh, I really want to wear a visor." And uh, I was not sure. And I think it's a delightful little outfit. But then she was like, "Do I look okay in the visor?" Uh. And Rashida, the answer is no. <laughs> 
Their house sure is beautiful. It's a cool house. I was worried that people would think it was too nice for their economic level because they're kind of like a young yeah. couple. But, you know, I, I think it's okay. They're kind of into design. You know what I mean? They Absolutely. read, right. they, exactly. they read metropolitan home. You're a simple human. It's the kind of house that, like, the design. Simple, what's it called? Real simple. Uh, Real simple. Simple human are those, the the great trash cans. The trash cans. The great trash cans. They also. We do a lot. uh, The thing about Rashid and I, we do a lot on a budget. Exactly. You know what else you would love? Because you you don't like the germs. I don't love germs. Yeah. uh, Simple human makes a uh, hands-free soap dispenser. Oh, man. Because in my office in L.A., I have a pure, I have a hospital style Purell dispenser. Wow. You put your hands under it and you get a squirt of Purell. Wow. So that's, if anybody listening ever wants to come to my office, they could use that. Uh, mm-hmm. This was the coolest day ever for me as a, as a director to stage a concert and have the, the awesome band Rush play at the concert. Yeah, it was really cool. Look at that. And you know what? I learned this. Out. Look at all the Marshall stacks over there on Alex Lifeson's side. I didn't, never knew this, but Getty Lee has, you know, he has rotisserie chickens on his side. Yeah. And that came about because Getty Lee always felt, uh, you know, he needed something impressive and electrical That's right. to kind of counter uh, Alex Lyson's Marshall stacks. And so every tour, he would do washing machines. Yeah, That's different pretty, things. Pretty, that, that gives you a glimpse into how kind of hit funny Rush is. They get it. And they're- uh and and they're, but they're they're kind of reclusive dudes. I, I, it was this was really very exciting. Yeah, they're, they, it's not like they're showing up on you know five episodes of King of Queens. I'm surprised you used that shot. This hey, is pushing it to me. Wow, you know, is it? <laughs> no, uh, I love Rashida's reactions. The two-handed oh, man-on-man awesome. blowjob. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I think the key was to, <laughs> to to push it and make them as ridiculous as possible without going like broke back mountain. Sure. And, and this move is disgusting. That oh, <laughs> just licking there, his let, finger. F- oh, that cracks. That cracks me on the machine. Does that? That was fun. I remember the first time you showed a take to to rush yes. of us dancing, and I was terrified they were going to walk off set. They were, and they were dying. Yeah, they loved it. They because uh, yeah, they. I was terrified as well. Because um, Getty and Alex are they're more emotive, and Pert, who's the greatest drummer of all time arguably, uh, I think is a little more, you know, he, he's a little more stoic. Yeah. And when he smiled, I, I was um, pretty excited. Yeah, I can imagine. I remember when meeting him that night, and um, one of the first things we talked about was uh, Team America. They're big fans of Team America. Yeah, I was excited to talk to him about when I had to drum Spirit of the Radio on Freaks and Geeks, and I just wanted to know what he thought of having seen that, and he he didn't know what Freaks and Geeks was or who I was. <laughs> In fairness, a lot of people didn't know who you guys were. No. I feel like I'm losing you a little bit. There's oh. another. Oh, we're just doing man. a recap of the set list. These guys Sorry. just okay. don't get it sometimes. No. No. Uh, I'm really not. This is my least favorite scene in the movie. Really? Yeah. This was shot at, literally Ugh. at 4:30 in the morning at a Saks Fifth Avenue. Look in at Beverly my Hills. stomach. That's why it's my least favorite. Oh, scene. Jason, you're no. I think that you're. you're I've never you noticed that. I've we'll never watch. noticed that. This shot. This scene yeah. was actually shot at two different times during the filming. This was towards the beginning, and then we did a reshoot of this next part at the end when Tom when Tom Lennon could come well, back. Well, yeah. Okay, and watch. I will point out to you when it's the okay. later time, okay. and you'll see why I'm upset. Let me just say this. 
and I say this respectfully. Sure. You only have yourself to blame. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's true. No, but you know what? Actually, time played a cruel trick on me because <laughs> I'll tell you why. I was about to start this film, yes. and not a week beforehand, Wendy's came out with the ultimate Baconator sandwich. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, that's true. Like, like Robin Williams says to Matt Damon, it's not your fault. Thank you. It's not your fault. Uh, yeah. This scene was another one that on, on the page was kind of a bit of a throwaway scene. I mean, it was it was to have you ask Paul for money and to have Tom Lennon show up and call you a whore. But um, I think we we did a rehearsal and we felt like we could make it funnier and better. This is the most important scene in the movie. It we would, just started. Yeah. We just it just if I remember, it just kind of yeah, didn't it, it? Just kind of happened organically. It did. It wasn't. Yeah, we just we started throwing out ideas for stuff. You guys started improvising and and I. It's Entertainment Weekly was there this night. That's right. That's right. Do that move. Besides Runaway Bride, the Espies. You're wearing a tuxedo. Think James Bond. All right. Give me, give me some James Bond. And that was really, that was again at night because the store was open. That's not a set. We had to film in an actual. Yeah, we had to film. That's why we couldn't do Tom Lennon's uh, part of it. He wasn't. He was in Europe. That's right. That's and right. we I, we were gonna use a like a body double, and then we were like, that's that's ridiculous. Mm, that's so ridiculous. Europe, the America of the East. <laughs> well said, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> that's a pretty. We did the Leprechaun Runner. Pretty pretty genius. Uh, bad imitation from Paul Rudd. You tell me. Uh, John, the the recurring Leprechaun theme was your thing, where you were saying like, tell me, just sounds like a Leprechaun. Yeah. And that that it turned out it's. I was like one of uh, one of those things that is just very very funny and um, and just kind of comes about and then you you build on it while you're during while you're filming the movie. We I like that. I mean, you I like doing when you find something that might be funny, sticking it in every scene and then see and then you, you cut it out of a lot of scenes, but you have the option of seeing it. You know, the callback kind of gesture. Uh, well, you know, that's just it's all about options. Oh yeah. Yeah, see, it was just all about options. You never know until you get into the room what you're going to want. You never know when you're until you're in the room. You, you never it's know. nice to have because it, it's really it's just all about options. It's about options. I, you, you know really these have guys. To have, you want options. It's I, an options game. I so feel Total that options. so privileged to be sitting here with two of the new legends of comedy, <laughs> hearing the way you guys talk about movie making. It's just a treat, well, guys. Oh, thank you, thank you, John. Watch. Okay, so this is still the first day. Okay, get ready. It's well, it's not coming up for a couple of shots. It isn't. Right, because I have to, yeah. Because this is all, we all sh we shot this all the, that first night, and then we had to do the Tom, we had to rebuild this set. Tom Lennon going on vacation cost us actually, like, a lot of money. How much, if you had to guess? Uh, conservatively? Yeah. $30,000. Whoa! That's a lot of Baconator cheeseburgers. <laughs> wow. Does yeah. Tom know this? He, he, he. I'm going to talk to Tom about this. <laughs> Here it comes. No, it's not coming up yet. We, we we have you have a little more, a little more fat time. Yeah, a little more being a chubby. A little hug. more meet the clumps. <laughs> meet the clumps. Yeah, this was the scene where we did. It is on the DVD where you you're. I'm trying to. We're trying to arrange your shirt. Haley, the aforementioned costumer, is trying to arrange your shirt. I think. To, can I say it? Sure. To hide your fat belly. Yeah. Now look. Look what's happened to Jason Siegel over the course of the movie. He's easily lost Jason, 10 pounds. This is the same night. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, that I'm sucking in my stomach. You're sucking in your stomach. Yeah, that's what's happening. Let me say for what it's is, worth. Yes, Paul. Oh, 
No, it's it really it's just when when it cuts to Jason and I when Tom's in the room, right? Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, it, that was so, at the end of the schedule. I look so skinny here. That's because you're standing. Ah, uh, so I'm better standing. You're better standing. We're all better standing, Jason. Don't it's and I think here you look, we go. I think you look great. Now we're into now we get into the not a reshoot but an addition. This is there now a this set. Is the extra. This there is the now this is. Oh, I actually look fatter. Yeah, I don't. No, no, you look better. No, I look better. You do look better. I look healthier. You look healthier. I think, in Jason's defense, he was shooting How I Met Your Mother at the time. He came to us after a full day of shooting that show and started with us at like nine at night. We shot all night. And, you know, he's Jason's only like 28 years old. He's not a young man anymore. No, no, it's true. It was a taste of betrayal. Oh. Tom Lennon. Tom Lennon, ladies Just the, and one of the great underplayers. Oh, just. And now we're back to fatty time. <laughs> this is the Grove. You really, no, you know, because I was going to say this is not the what's coming up when we step in front of the fountain. That was that was a different day. You were basically just using me because you needed to fill out your wedding party. Do you remember uh, why you had to shoot only in one direction on the Grove that day? Um, With the movie theater there on the corner? Yeah, there was a. What was the movie that was playing on the marquee? That would be Forgetting Sarah Marshall. For, who was in that? That was, that was me. I wrote and starred in that film. And Paul Rudd appears. You know, it was As like. Kunu. Also, yes. one of the great things is when we when we uh, the movie had just come out. Forgetting uh, Sarah Marshall, we had, had just come out. When yes. we did. So we go. We have to show up at the Grove, this shopping center, um, really early, like seven o'clock or something, six o'clock uh, in the morning. And we're getting, we're walking in, and a woman that was working at the Gap pokes her head out, and says, "Because we had just been beaten that weekend by the Forbidden Kingdom." Who was in that? No, 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 no. That's not where he's going with that. No, no, no. Where are you going? Well, I don't know. I thought I'm just wondering. Does that kill the joke? Does it kill the joke? Do you want to rewind? I wouldn't have said who was in it. Yeah, Hamburg. You know, it's all about options. Can you rewind? Can you rewind? I think we're still good. I think we're fine. Let's just play it out. So, so anyway, so we so we're this woman. This is professionalism at so, its best. Uh, by the way, this was the first scene that Jason and I shot in the yes, entire film. That's right. Um, and uh, anyway, so we're walking on. The woman says, "I love it. I love your film. I saw it this weekend. It was so great. Con uh, congratulations. It was just wonderful." And uh, Jason says, "Thank you. Thank you." And we start walking. And uh, Andy Samberg, who is walking with us, just leans over and says to Jason, she thinks you're Jet Li. Broke my heart. Star of Forbidden Kingdom. Forbidden Kingdom. Thank you, Hamburg. Thanks, I'm sorry. John. I didn't know you were telling. I didn't know that the end of that anecdote. And I didn't really? Know it. I'd heard it, but I wasn't paying attention. Mm. Well, that's a good lesson for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to the legends of comedy whenever possible. <laughs> the new legends of comedy. Sorry. Uh, that title, you know, was up for debate. I think, it's hyper yeah. I think it's hyperbole. It was I, either going to be the new legends of comedy or who the hell are those guys? That I would have gone with option B. <laughs> I think yeah. they, I've, I think I would have gone with C, the John Legends of comedy. Yeah, nice. I'm going to lob a call to Graydon Carter and discuss discuss this at a timely in a timely fashion. Mm. I think all anyone has to do is listen to this commentary uh, to prove that that is not an not app a type. No, yeah. it's not a not no. Yeah. Uh, I've only done like two movies. That's true. Coming up, we have uh, the introduction, the on-screen introduction of the great uh, Lou Ferrigno. It's pretty exciting. And Lou was uh, 
one of the coolest guys I've ever I've ever met. I'm yeah. gonna say. We were all kind of instantly thrown back to being ten years old around him. Yeah, yeah. He's he, in in this anecdote. He's talking, telling a true story that he told me the first time we met about the fact that he used to train Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson would come in. So if you watch it, he's talking about Michael coming in wearing a surgical mask, and he wore slippers. And Lou said, Michael, you can't train, you can't work out in slippers. He looks incredible. I was about to say he looks incredible. God. It's the word. It's the word. You can't, he, but he looks amazing. Yeah, he does. Look at him. The guy doesn't age. He's huge. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here it comes. Okay. I warned you. Oh, you warned me? This, uh, I'm on my way to the marriage bureau. Fuck you, Ferrigno! Is that Sydney? Hey! Fuck you, Hulk! Ooh. Oh, shit. This was, we had a stunt coordinator. We had a, we had a chokehold expert. Who slapped me in the face. You remember that? Yeah, that was weird. The guy was the fa a famous old stunt man. He, what was Gene. Didn't, didn't, didn't he, wasn't he the uh, guy who created the, like, he, he invented the he sleeper hold. He invented the hold. sleeper hold. Yeah, he was he, a wrestler. He was wearing a, a shirt that said, choke him out. And yeah. he came up to me and he said, he's a 70-year-old guy, he said, you gotta be tough today, kid. And then he slapped me across my face. A little too hard. Hard. I think I came in and, and told him you to did. stop. That's my favorite thing that I did, and you cut it right out. It, there was no chance it was ever going to be in a movie. <laughs> me being confused by the dog? It, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Wedding, and then... It was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Sydney some money. I mean, it's just I'm gonna be sure. Wait, 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 wait. You lent Sydney money? For an investment. All his money's tied up in equities. He's gonna pay me back. Peter, that's not the point. We're getting married. You can't just keep stuff like this from me. Can I ask you a question? Uh, oh, no. This is the worst. Why do you think we're getting married? Oh, shit. Gooey. Yeah. Uh, check, please. Wake me up in 2010. This little moment uh, when she says, are you kidding? Are you're you kidding, kidding me. You're, you're kidding, right? Yes. So the first screening we ever did, sort of a friends and family screening, yeah. uh, in our editing suite, we had about 30 or 40 friends. Um, huge laughs on that line. Okay? Yeah. Right. Nobody ever laughed on that line ever again. Not in a bad way. I think people are paying attention. Was it, it, was it all Rashida's friends and family? <laughs> it might have been. It was Quincy Jones and her mom, Peggy Lipton, and Kidada, her sister. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just one of those weird things. Like, why did 30 or 40 people laugh at one thing and then um, never again? I don't well, know. Well, you know what? You know what, John? I'm, I'm a student that's of theater. comedy. You know what, John? Maybe that's theater for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and maybe you built the movie differently, so leading up to that's that right. moment, you know, who knows? I, I'm not upset about it. I think it's in, they laugh at different places. I just, it was, it was always interesting to me. Uh, coming up, we have the billboard scene. And this, we did them all digitally. So we came up, we had our graphic designer, a guy named Mark Larkin, and we tortured him for many months because we probably went through, I'd say literally thousands of images and tested them at different, all different screenings until we ended up with the five or six that we, that we put in the movie. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's fun to watch... Yeah, you kind of sort of start to get because I wasn't really. I was looking at regular billboards when we yes. would pass them. I, they were not up. There was that. Yeah, that. Yeah, you're reacting to all just normal billboards and and not any of these. But the, we had our again our our buddy Scott Davids, the visual effects, did a pretty awesome job making them look like they were actual 
billboards. That's mm. a that's from a magazine. That's from Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone magazine. We t- d- put that in as a temporary thing, and it it got us such a big laugh that we just kept it in. God, it took me so long to get my body like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's that guy? That's me. <laughs> There's the payoff. Yeah. That's a two-part billboard. That's a, two no, that's part. a two-part. Yeah. Yeah. Then this yeah. was weird. We did a photo shoot. That doesn't even look like me, by the way. Who is that guy? That's you. That doesn't look like me. That's you. That's all right, I'll be honest. That's Jonathan Sheich. <laughs> this Jonathan is, Sheck. Sheck. This is, is that how you pronounce it? This is a very important scene. The in guy the movie. who was married to Christina Apple. Sheck. Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Sheik, very nice guy. You always said his yeah. name was Jonathan Sheish? Yeah. Sheish? Sheish. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> this scene, uh, is your uh, sort of prototypical breakup scene, but as done by two male actors. Yep. Why would you two friends? Two friends. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a compliment here. No. Uh, I really, all ears. I really like the way you guys play this scene. Thanks. This scene, to me, uh, could have been. It's a scary scene for a director writer because it could be like a parody. Because right. you're like, oh, I get it. They're breaking up. But I think you guys played it very real, just like a bunch of guys who were like, we got to, I don't I just don't want to hang out anymore. Now, were you nervous because Paul and I goof around so much that we wouldn't really have put some thought into this scene and come in with that approach? You can be honest. Were you nervous like we'd come in and try to real goof, goof it up? Um, no, not did at all. It, did it bother you that um, I was saying summer salad knowing full well that your wife Christina makes a delicious summer salad and that, that was why I was saying it? I... I know what I, no the only thing I was worried about was that on the press tour you would then at every stop reveal that I have made and eaten summer salads with you, my beautiful you love, wife you Christina love, you love your summer salad Paul who doesn't love a summer salad it's light it's effervescent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it doesn't weigh you down mm-hmm. during the work day what do you got in there you got some cucumber some tomato cucumber avocado mm-hmm. I love to put some citrus in there oh you, well yeah you need a little summary acid. you yeah. need an acid yeah, you need an acid, and then I think it's great to have garlic in the dressing as well. Oh, oh, yeah. But um, the point I'm trying to make is this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could have those billboards taken down. Yeah. I don't know. Well said. Well said. Yeah. I I I went nowhere. You just Homer Simpson did all you're thinking about is summer salad. I'm I'm just thinking about summer salads because <laughs> I'd love to about. eat one. Well. Chocolat was always the movie that I I wanted to have in the movie. Is Chocolat, did you, now was that a, was that a night in your life? No, no. I can tell you this. I did see Chocolat. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a delightful film and I probably never said it out loud. Lassa until Hallstrom. Lassa Hallstrom, Wonderful. who you worked with on Cider House Rules. Great director, great mm. manned. Yeah. Manned. Great manned. manned. He's a great man. That's because my... he's Swedish. That's so, how, what you call him. It's, it's, it's also my favorite breed of dog. The Lassa Hallstrom? Oh, oh they're so they're adorable. They're t- Tibetan. Yeah. <laughs> Tibetan. Um, but I, I, it was that movie to me was sort of the embodiment of a kind of movie that a, a guy could actually watch with his girlfriend and enjoy, but probably isn't, you know, g- going out with his buddies and, and admitting that the next sure. day. I just want to, can I warn the audience about something for a minute? I'm probably not going to be in the movie for a little bit now because our characters just broke up and Paul's kind of the main guy. So if you're watching the commentary, mm-hmm. do you want to take a snack break? Yeah, this would be the time. I have one little montage coming up, but it's 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 kind of it's not important. You want to get back in for the end. Yeah. In the tell you what, in the end, when you're back in, Jason, you were doing in your show up again. Just remind everybody of what you did in the montage in case they were out getting some um, exactly. Oh, fiddle that's fiddle. smart. That's smart. Yep. For fans of How I Met Your Mother, yeah, go just just refresh their memory. Absolutely. 
that's what Sydney borrowed all that money. This is uh, this was in a in a nice neighborhood near our our sound station in Hancock Park in Los Angeles, and mm. uh, it was there were a lot of roses outside. Favreau, we cut some stuff, but there's some stuff on the DVD where Favreau fights with Jamie and refers to it as the secret garden. Yeah. <laughs> six nights a week, it's the fucking secret garden. I want to host poker one night. <laughs> That Favreau is smart. All of a sudden, started questioning it. Yeah, I don't think we need to kiss his ass no, anymore. No, we're we done with have. him. No, it's, let's seriously. I think the fact is he's not putting either of you guys in Iron Man. He's barely. Gonna well, talk and what to are me. the chances that he's going to listen to the commentary of this? He slim to none. Slim to none, but he might have one of his associates mm. listen just to vet it for legal reasons. Yeah. Dude, come on. He's, there's he's, a, there's a shot of the roses. Yeah, Seth Morris comes in and burps. That was I did not know he was going to do that, and it made me laugh, so I put it in the movie. Please. Yes, yes. We did different takes, too, where like all the guys walked through. Yeah, we had the other poker buddies, and I, I tested it a couple of ways. I just felt like it started to become too wacky, having sure. them all come through. So I thought we'd try to get you into the romantic you know, notion of the two of them making up, and then... You didn't need a, cl- you didn't need a clown car joke. That's a really good way of putting it, yeah. legend. Hey. <laughs> Uh, I want to give Jamie Presley a, a compliment. Uh, Favreau is one of the great improvisers working today, I'd say. And uh, Jamie hadn't done that much improv. She uh, she said her show, you know, is quite scripted. Uh, My name is Earl. But she uh, was amazingly nimble and, and kept up, not only kept up, but outpaced Favreau in certain scenes. And I, I was very impressed with her. She has an agile mind. He could be a great guy. Yeah. She drives a cool car, too. What does she drive? Like a Cadillac, like oh. a souped-up cat. Like it yeah. seems like she went to a, a place and got it all souped up and cool. Right, caddy. Yeah, yeah. she drives caddy. She may not want me to have revealed that, but it's okay. This girl does the funniest improv coming up. She called me a shit giant. <laughs> she called you a shit giant. <laughs> Isn't that peculiar? Yeah, I don't know what it means, but it's <laughs> great. In the mystic. Perfect. That is perfect. Okay. Okay. So we Ray LaMontagne on the soundtrack. You gotta love Ray LaMontagne. I just read an interview with you, Jason, where you're talking about Ray LaMontagne. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the Ray LaMontagne. I am too. Guys don't you know that means Ray the Mountain. Ray the, I call him Ray the Mountain. What's up, my man? Because I think the French pronunciation is a little pretentious. Mm-hmm. It actually means Sun the Mountain. <laughs> See, that's so weird because I call him Ray the Montaigne. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. That works too. That works as well. His Native uh, American name, though, is Sun the Mountain. God, can we erase that joke? Yeah, please. Oh, this was. Um, this was. We just basically set up a few cameras and had Jason just running around the set. Uh, doing this drunk dialing uh, montage. When I saw it, I felt like it could have been funnier. I don't disagree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been slightly funnier. By the way, sweetest moment ever in this. Murray. Oh, what a lovely guy. Sweet man. And then uh, drops an F-bomb. Yeah. It's just a... I'm 89 years old. What the fuck kind of plans would I have? Whoa. Uh, This was also a weird day because... Paul Rudd was in almost every single frame of this movie. And I remember one afternoon we were shooting with Jason and it was weird. It was it was that it, it was either Paul with everybody or Paul and Jason together and then yeah. we just had Jason and, and everything went so quickly. Everything went quick. I just wanted to get through it. 
I kind of just wanted to get through it as quick as possible. They broke the mold when they made you. Oh, that's a sweet thing to say to somebody. Yeah, Jean Villapique. She was, Actually, she, you can say they, it mean, though, too. You're going to say, oh, they broke the mold when they yeah. made you. I have a home in Los Feliz, and that's you, though, right? Is no, I'm none of the voices. Really? I'm very impressed with your ads. License to sell? That's hysterical. It's like James Bond. Hi, I'm interested in buying the Ferrigno estate. If you oh could give God. me a call. I love the one with you in the bed. My number is 311. I think that's really funny. She did a good job with that. Slow down. This was an idea we had to try to punch up this sequence. So we ha came up with the idea that Doug is one of the calls. It's funny. And that uh, and we brought Tom Lennon in, and he says sorry for calling you a whore. And so is Facebook me. You can Facebook me. Peter, hi. I love, uh, John, you're, you're a very good mimic. You're a good Tom Lennon. Mm. Thank you, Paul. I uh, pride myself on doing a decent Tom Lennon. I didn't just do it there, but... So, um, just call me or just text me. Goodbye, my friend. Matthew, a makeup artist, yes. who's, a, who's... He said, John, I got a great joke that I'm going to improv. Everybody got into the improv, including yeah, Matthew. Right. And he said it, it involved Shelley Duvall's vagina. <laughs> and uh, I just said, Matthew, that's horrible. Let's Don't put, ever say that again. Put the kibosh on that. Yeah, just sort of do the... Just, just put the makeup on and... and That'll be it. Mm. Paul actually slapped Rob Hubel many times. Would you agree with that, Paul? Uh, yeah, but when but when it, we, he wanted me to, <laughs> yes, and only when it was on his face. It wasn't Ugh. you know when it was over the shoulder. Uh, not I didn't do that. No, but but I mean it. It Rob had to get slapped. Yeah, that's Carolyn. I felt bad about it. I think I. Because I, I think maybe one time I got it, I hit him kind of hard. He was very stoic, but I think it was clear that he was getting very raw and red from mm -hmm. being slapped continuously. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. This is a great shot. This was kind of our Reservoir Dogs shot, or Armageddon. Yeah, or the well, right so stuff. at least you acknowledge this. This is a ripoff <laughs> of a lot of things. Tom Lennon, I want to say something about him in that shot. It's perfect. I can, I literally to this day cannot understand how he knew exactly when the camera was on him because there's like seven guys in the scene. And it was a far, and the camera was far away. Far away. He knew exactly when it was on him. He looked down at Andy Samberg's ass and looked up, and I was just blown away by his. Ability to sense when the camera. That's was Reno. That's, that's Reno nine one one for you. That's, yeah. he's probably used. He knows things like this. He's You're right. You're actually right. Yeah. He's an outlier. He's an outlier. That's he, such a sad moment. I think it's he so is. sweet. And yeah. Sad. Now I have a question, John. Yeah. Why do I have the number programmed into my phone? No, it's it's a call waiting kind of thing. <laughs> I noticed it too. The first time I saw it, I thought, man, that seems a little weird. Yeah, because normally just the number pops up. Guys, shut up. <laughs> shit, please be quiet. Is no. that a real place? No, we made that up. It means like the cliff or the sea cliff or something. Oh, so it's like such a popular place that I have programmed it into my phone in case I ever want to <laughs> go there. You don't have it programmed into your phone, <laughs> dickhead. This David, was shot. David Wayne. David Wayne as a wedding photographer. He had a bigger part. There was a groomsman photo session. That was, is on the DVD. Um, it just didn't quite fit in with the rest of the movie. David also, in Along Came Polly, played the wedding photographer. So in almost every 
I plan on using underutilizing him in every subsequent project as well. Maybe I'd been to a wedding here before, so I programmed. I still have the you number programmed in my Jason? phone. Jason, <laughs> damn it! And Larry Wilmore. Maybe you were oh, friends. Yeah. Maybe you were friends with Larry Wilmore. Uh, he uh, does a lot of weddings here, and he does some weddings. Yeah. And so uh, I was going to meet him here told. someday for brunch, and he had me program the number into my phone. Hank Mardukas. Paul knows that's my favorite moment in the film. <laughs> the the uh, great. Uh, gentleman who we cast to play Hank Mardukas because he I think he looks like a Hank Mardukas to me this is there's a very touching moment coming up uh, between you and, and and the great Andy Samberg that's one of my favorite moments in the movie did it pass already no it's coming really I think so I think yeah it yeah no, it's it did passed it? did it it passed where you say where you, he gives you a hug yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a great moment. You really don't pay attention when you're. Well, I was trying to. Video. I was still trying to figure out why that damn phone was, had the number program into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. It's blue. Yes, it now, in a minute, John, we're going to get to talk about maybe yes. one of the biggest mistakes of your career. Yes, we will. No, it's not a mistake. It was a misjudgment. A misjudgment. But would you say of your career or maybe of your life? Life. Let's set it up because it's going to come quicker Here it than comes. we think. Uh, when I did what I'm about to do. John Hamburg yelled from behind the monitor in front of the whole crew, God damn it, Jason, will you just do it like a normal human being? Yes. What happened was, Jason... Great, great movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, with De Niro. I'd, I'd very much like that movie. Here, this... Yes. Jason walking like a bride down the aisle. I thought it was the stupidest, most time-wasting thing I'd ever seen. Uh, it was the only time I've ever seen you actually get mad at me. I wasn't really mad. I you was said, fake mad. You said, God damn it, yeah. Jason, just do it like a normal person for God's sakes. I was fake mad. I was. Did you really think I was actually mad? No. I thought you felt like I was intentionally wasting time. I, I did. I totally did. I totally did. Uh, we, we did it, and then... Um, and then we put it in the movie at uh, at one point in one of our later previews. And I think Bill Kerr and I, our editor, had a bet as to whether it would get a laugh. Bill Kerr was on my side. He was on your side. Yes. And it is just super funny and original. And Jason, I want to say to you officially, uh, I do still think you were wasting time, but it turned out funny. <laughs> it's incidentally funny. You it's think. incidentally funny. The billboards were my wedding gift to you guys. Oh, this is good acting on my part. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing some really nice work. Here. Thanks. Lose the best. That's very Paul Rudd. Lose the best. Lou is the best. I put him in a sleeper hole. Out. Out. That's a funny joke. Sorry for all the stuff that I said. Hey, you called me on a lot of my issues. Now the movie used to. This little scene used to end in the script here. For the record, mm -hmm. I saw That's Chocola. Right. Just delightful. Mm. Oh. It is right. Because girls love chocolate. They love chocolate, and so does Tom Lennon. Yeah, because of Johnny Depp. Yeah. But we, really we, we basically, on the day, decided to try putting in all the I Love You Mans yeah. in this scene because we said, you know what, we may want to end the movie right here, here as right. opposed to the right. reception. Right. I love you, man. So you guys started improv all the too, different man. I Love Yous. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosoph Goebbels. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Okay. A famous Swedish. Okay. Uh, yeah, you had to call me to ask yeah. what I meant. Yeah. 
Tico Brahe. Tico Brahe. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing astronomer. One of our sound editors, when we were mixing the film, said, "Oh, you know who Tico Brahe is? I thought you had made. I thought it was a guy you'd made up." But it's, so this little thing at the end, we were searching for a final kind of joke, I guess. And it's digital. That's a digital plane and digital banners and everything. And we came up with this idea to, that you do the leprechaun thing as an advertisement. And it mm. seemed like it might potentially Funny. be. Gets a, gets a nice laugh. Yeah. I've never flown in a digital plane. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's fun. I, that was a, I did, that was a great retort I had. It was. I've never fun. flown in a digital plane. Let me top that joke. It's fun. <laughs> Good one, dude. What a, now, now, one of my great regrets... Is that right now people are standing up and leaving the theater? Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. You think it's all right? You're fine with that. I'm fine with that. Because I think it's better than putting the, these little scenes in the body of the movie. And what it's about, a little but, treat. It, yeah. But they, they, you waited a while. I, I, I thought maybe you'd come in a little earlier. Yeah, with maybe just do a couple credits and then boom. So you guys disagreed with my directorial yeah, decisions. Yeah, I think, I think you waited too long. But then you know what? It is kind of special when you... I think it, you're not going, hey, guys, we got more movie. You're being like, yeah. for those of you who right. want to see... And right. then yeah. some and there was go, a lot. And by the way, there's a lot more yeah. of yeah. it, too. We shot a lot of the wedding. People yeah. who have leg problems or people who are sitting in the middle of their row will get yeah. to enjoy the end of this. I think it's I think it's okay. This is a great song. It's Water Slide by the Bone Daddies, mm. local Santa Monica band. People who require assistance out of the theater will enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did debate who are just, People are just waking up. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, that's true. I did debate how soon to put this in. Sure. But I don't like that's when... That's what she said. Yay. Mm-hmm. Wake me up in 2010. <laughs> uh, chick, please. Wake me up you before you go-go. Uh, uh, OK Go and Craig oh, yeah. Wedron right there in the uh, as the wedding band. That was cool. It was like Craig Wedron and OK Go as a wedding band. You just said that, and I, I did. repeated it. I did, and that's all right. It's okay. But I was excited it's about good. it. Yeah. So this little scene, we basically had about, uh, we were really over schedule that day and had about five minutes to shoot this moment, and uh, we just set up three cameras and shot it in literally, I'd say, five minutes. Yeah. We have two takes of this, and this is take one. <laughs> we gave him a name. Paul, you made up his name. Yeah, Lonnie Della Pena. Lonnie Delapena, oh. as uh, named after my uh, my friend Joe Delapena. Yeah, yeah, my good friend, most my, the, my oldest friend in the world. Paul, most of the people listening know that already. There's no <laughs> my, reason, my mistake. There's no need to. Yeah. Ooh. Jason, for someone who can't play the guitar, you do a pretty good job. <laughs> Thank I you. Say. Well, I've got a lot of mojo. How would uh, Mr. Austin Powers oh, refer to <laughs> My mojo, baby. Oh, my mojo makes me randy, baby. <laughs> Gross. Now watch All this. Right. Watch what's about to happen here. Wait for it. Uh-oh. So oh. unlike uh, the puke, that that was Jamie. Um, unlike the puke in the earlier scene where it didn't ever come out of your mouth. It was digitally put in there. Jamie swallowed tea and, like, I don't even know. Cake. She said cake. cake oh, and wedding tea. cake and tea yeah. and booted all over Favreau. And he was a pretty good sport about it. And then uh, this is coming up. We have the the big joke. The, the joke last. you've all been waiting for. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good joke. Watch this. Check out this joke. 
I, I just I just like to make a quick toast. No. What? Wait no. a minute. That's a callback. Yeah, it's a callback joke. Because well, the first toast went so badly. Yes, it did. Like the idea of me making another toast at the wedding. It could go even worse. Only two legends of comedy could pull off that kind of movie-ending <laughs> joke. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, America and the world, for listening to this DVD yeah, commentary. Yeah, thank you for listening to the DVD commentary. Get out there and make some friends. It's really worth it. Uh, you don't need to be watching these DVD commentaries constantly. You should totally call a dude, meet guys, him on the I internet. I think you guys are making uh, a, just a real big assumption here. Really? What's, which is what? People haven't turned this thing off already. Well, of course ah, they have. I'm sure they enough. turned it off at the dinner table scene, but the point that we're trying to make is go make some friends. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, uh, let me say this to both of you. Please. I consider you both close personal friends. Oh, you were talking to the two of us. I thought you meant the two people watching this. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are John's friends. Okay. Let me just say this to the both of you. Thank you for watching. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was going to go there. <laughs> I was thinking about going there. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for watching. Hamburg, I love you. I love you, man. Rudd? Yeah. I think you're a great guy. Thank you. Hey, uh, <laughs> Jason. Yeah, what's up? I love you, man. I love you too, man. Hey, uh, John. Yeah, I Jason. I love you, man. Hey, Jason. Yeah. I I loved you in um in that movie Slackers. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was one of my early ones. And let me yeah. say to everyone out there: be kind, exercise, and pursue a passion with vigor. I love you both, man. I do. Uh... You're both good. Good. Whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> Wow, that says, look at that. <laughs> you got in the Healthtronics reference. You got in the Healthtronics reference. You got in the Healthtronics That was it. I hope it's still being, re it's still recording so we can talk about Healthtronics now for a while. <laughs> Healthtronics, you know, let me just say. Oh, we're still, yeah, we're still going. Oh, take a look at this. It's written by Rush, yeah. but performed by Jason C. Us. and Paul Yeah, Rudd. that's pretty cool. Are we on the soundtrack? You are. You, you totally are on the soundtrack. Uh, available uh, from Lakeshore Entertainment. There is In a soundtrack. In other words, nowhere. Yeah. No, it, you can get it on the iTunes. Ooh. Oh, you can download it on iTunes. Put it on your iPad. Put it on your iPad or on your iPhone. On your iPhone, yeah. That's a, this is a logo that uh, our art department made up as a little thing for the movie, and I, I think it's very sweet.